Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Gosh, it's a surprise intro. Oh, oh no. That's right. We are in the intro to the episode. We were here doing another thing and I just started talking. <laughs> How was your New Year's? It was fabulous. We have a uh, big news. Yeah. We got a fondue maker. We got a fondue maker. <gasps> what, yeah. Wait, what did you cheese or chocolate? We did cheese. We did cheese. God so it was it. raclette, uh, fontina. Also, we got engaged. Um, Gruyere. And then we like cut up a bunch of tomatoes and apples and a baguette and some like uh, summer sausage. Well, I, yeah. And the ring is beautiful. Wait a second. Yeah. The, wait a it's a moss agate. Uh, and we just but filled up. It's a bob saget. I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was a lead buried in there somewhere. <laughs> the Gruyere, you say? Yes. Buried in cheese. Yeah. <laughs> How was your new year? It was okay. <laughs> Not nearly. I didn't get engaged. That's a shame. I know. <laughs> another another one passes you by. <laughs> no, it was good. Um, we our our house was chaos. We had to deal with some surgeries right before the holidays, and then my partner got COVID. And so that was the bulk of our holiday. We did do a little bit of a celebration last night. Played some games with some folks. So it was very chill, but it was nice. Nice. Good. Um. I mean, we kind of skipped over. Hey, congratulations. Hey, thanks. Thank you. I do want to take this opportunity uh, to throw to Rev in the future uh, because uh, this Rev sure didn't bring the Patreon list. So he's going to read those names right now. Gregory Ainsworth, Coddled Codpiece, Sydney Hinks, Matt N., Stephen, Nathan Mears, Lane, Universal Aiden, Aaron Neslin, Sean Volaire, and Zach Adkins. Good job, future Rev. Yeah, good job. Good job, uh, new patrons also. Good, and good job, new patrons. Uh, and if you are interested in joining our Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash thecritshow. Tiers start at just $1. And the entirety of this month, we are doing 15% off the annual membership, which is a new thing uh, that we have opened up through Patreon. So you can sign up for the year, pay for it all at once, and then enjoy a discount and access to everything throughout the year. And as we... We're talking about minutes ago. There's also a load of other bonus content besides yeah. the excellent Discord. We've got an ongoing secondary show, The Task Runs, a whole other show in the tank, a bunch of other one-shots and game systems we've run. Yeah. It's it's a lot, and we're very proud of it. You guys should check it out. Yeah. yeah. You got to pretty much, it can fill up your 2024. If you've got free time that you're looking to kill this new year, yeah. we've got stuff for you. Listen, people message me and say, like, I don't know what to do now that I've caught up with the show. Hey, guess what? It's this. It's this. You've hey. got 365 days. You might get through it all. <laughs> <laughs> that's the 
tip of the iceberg. Yeah. You just opened up that box. Yeah. That's two different metaphors, but it's a lot of stuff. The tip of the box. You opened up Pandora's can of worms. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And also, if you are interested in getting into the digital swag cycle or the t-shirt tier, this is the month to uh, jump into that. And hey, what better time to do it than when we're offering a 15% discount. So again, patreon.com slash the crit show. It's time to get into the episode. Myself, Kim, Megan, between the three of us, we know different methods of energy manipulation, mental, psychic, magical. What if we could like make a like a clean room, a small spot where we could put a bunch of wards up and rid that space of the corruption. I love it. Cam, I have enjoyed getting to know you. I'm, it sucks that we're going to have to reintroduce ourselves. I, I hope this comes off right. If we could reset you and you remember what you do, we reset him. He remembers who he is. Even if he's going to go back, let's let him out at the mine to do what he does for a second if he can. Because, boy, that place is super haunted. If he <laughs> could move some ghosts on before he reverts back, that'd be awesome. That's a fabulous idea. <laughs> One which I had not considered. <laughs> Cam, thoughts? Cam's like, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I currently don't know how any of this works, but if that's what I do when I'm able to do it and I understand how to do it at the time, I mean, like, I, I have to, right? It's it's nature. He looks at each of you in turn, and you can see that, like, even though he's looking at you, he's not precisely looking at you. It's almost like he's looking through you, like he is taking in a part of you that isn't your physical form. And he says... I think it worked. That's the thing. I don't start forgetting. I just forget. And the first time it happened wasn't by accident. Someone did this to me almost 400 years ago. What what happened? Do you remember the circumstances? Do you remember who it was? Anything? Yeah, I remember everything. I remember the world before the anvil. I remember the cataclysm. When it rose, I remember a man, but he, he wasn't a man. The, the death around him wasn't true. It wasn't right. And he wasn't from here. He wasn't from this world. Is this, does this sound like that guy you were talking about? Yeah. Yeah. An aura of death that wasn't right? Well, he wasn't, he wasn't like me. He just wasn't mortal, at least back then. I don't know if he caused the cataclysm or if he just knew it was going to happen and capitalized on it somehow. But he found me. He, he tricked me. People had died and he sort of had died. Or was dead, but wasn't. And when I got close, he he did something to me. He laid hands on me, and I forgot. Just like that. I forgot everything. I forgot who I was. I forgot what I did. But he left me loose, at least for the time being. I just wandered, lost. I, I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. I just tried to survive. I knew that I wasn't normal, and so I tried to hide from people. I tried to stay out of sight and out of mind. It was much later that he came back and captured me. How much later was that? Just a little over a year ago. Well, where did he have you? And how long were you there before Dale's put you in the bell? I was in the church. I just had more run of it, and I could sense that I wasn't technically contained to that building, but that was the one they kept me in. It seemed like Dale's decided that even that was too much leash, and I needed to be locked up tighter than that in the tower. That explains the scratched-out rune in the saloon. He changed the perimeter. Yeah, maybe the idea was that I could be rotated from building to building or something, and that just wasn't how it played out. Once I was put in Dale's charge, I didn't see that Nash guy again. I'm not certain it matters. What I'm intrigued about is at what point he came back here to shift things the way that 
we know he shifted them from where he started, like was what he started here with that cataclysm with taking your memories in the first place. Did he have a circle set up somewhere else? Was it siphoning from another source? And then his coming back had something to do with Cam shifting him to the focus. Yeah, no, I I get what you're saying. I'm thinking the same thing. Like Nash came here. He, whatever, caused the cataclysm, capitalized on it. He was here for that. If his goal at that time wasn't to put Cam in a circle, he had a different plan, but needed Cam out of the way. Yeah. And then later, when he came back to change everything, he decided Cam was now part of that plan. The magic connection makes sense, too. Like, maybe when he first set up here during the cataclysm, it could have been three different circles. And then when what we now think of as the more advanced Nash came back, why not use part of death for one of the powering sources, if that's what you're ultimately trying to connect to anyway? Damn good point. He was different when he came back. Is that what you mean? The powered up version? Yeah, you are an embodiment of death. You, in our world, they, those embodiments, those those energies go into people and it went into him and it was not in him before. That might explain how he was able to track me down when he came back. The ties that bind us. Yeah. I don't know what they needed me for. I know I was locked in that circle. I know that something was being siphoned out of me, but I don't know what exactly that was. From what I can tell, I'm capable of a lot. I'm going to ask you a question that maybe we as mortals shouldn't know the answer to. So that's, if the answer is you don't want to know, that's fine. Um, When you take someone to the afterlife, what does that look like? Like, do you physically leave this plane when you take someone to the afterlife? I literally don't know how to explain it to you. Yes, but also no. It's like, uh, he reaches out and just grabs a, a loose piece of paper and like lays it down flat and then grabs another one and like, holds it above it a little bit and he's like it's like they're in parallel and i'm i'm taller than them you know it's like i pass through both of them i don't know if this phrase is gonna mean anything to you do you are you dual natured like do you exist on both planes at the same time i've never heard that term before but yes kind of i am here with you now but a part of me is also connected to what we're referring to as the afterlife and it it doesn't have a consistent form it's not it's not a place like this room is, you know? It's a feeling. It's an energy. It is a belief more than it is a place. And so when I take people there, I am not grabbing their hand and flying them to a new place. I am reorganizing them or what's left of them into what they need to be. Your connection with that other place, does it feel right right now or does it feel like there's corruption there as well. I'm wondering if it's not that Nash needed you to leave ghosts here, but he needed there to not be anything there. It feels how I remember it, although emptier than I would hope or expect. Well, that's good, at least. Narrows it down a little bit to this realm. (laughs) I realize that this world needs you to be doing what it is that you do, and that pull is probably strong now and will get stronger Maybe the longer you are aware of of who and what you are. But Kim's right. If you go out and you lose yourself again, there's no great way for us to find you or help you other than solving this problem. Instead of asking you not to go, we're going to be moving for at least a couple of days. I wonder if there would be enough along our path to at least start to satiate that need. Aren't we about to hit Bronze Chapel before we get to the mines? 
I can think of a real nasty ghosty you could practice your powers on. Look, I owe you guys really big and I'm happy to help where I can. I think I can and need to move faster than you all will be. I can come back, especially if this room is going to stay how it is. I probably need to come back. I should come back. But I don't think I should stay with you through this train ride. If you tell me where you need me and when, I can find you. Yeah, I mean, that's wonderful. I I guess we are kind of asking the river to follow us. And this is a little bit macabre, but of course, if one of you dies, I'll be there. Way to bring it down, man. <laughs> I know, there was a lot of levity here beforehand. <laughs> How long do you think, say that your memory depended on the answer, how many days do you think before you would reset, before you forget everything? Or is it days? Is it weeks? You know, what's the shortest experience you've had? The shortest was months, but that was me just trying to keep to myself and avoid trouble. And I don't know if when I get back out there and I start finding souls again, if that's going to be therapeutic for me or if it's going to make me worse because they're not supposed to be in the condition that they're in. Yeah, and they will have been absorbing that corruption as well. All the ghosts here will have been taking in whatever it was that you took in. So every soul that you grab is going to be just a tide pod of potential amnesia. That was weird. <laughs> Americans will use anything but the metric system. <laughs> well, you get what I'm saying, that it's going to be, each one of them is going to be a, a soup dumpling of corruption. Is that better? <laughs> yeah, way better. A ravioli. <laughs> of horror. <laughs> I'm writing ravioli of horror later. <laughs> As long as the first one doesn't get me, I think I'll be okay. Like, I think I'll be able to judge what kind of toll they're taking on me, unless I just get effectively one-shotted. Maybe check in with us, like, after 24 hours? I can do that. Uh, I'm going to grab a piece of paper and just start writing. What are you writing? Uh, I'm writing, if you wake up with no memory... These people are your friends. This is a safe haven. And I'm going to describe the train and list our names. And I'm going to give it to him. All right. He puts that tag on his collar. If you track us down, you know, you have this paper with our information saying we're trustworthy. Is there anything we can say to convince you that that's true? Something that we could have only learned from you. Kind of a code word. And will that matter if you've lost your memory? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so something that you know from far enough back or part of who you are, something that has persisted through your memory loss cycles. I mean, I couldn't remember my full name, but it felt right once I said it. Maybe that. Oh, that's a good idea. Just something that you inherently know to be true. Well, all right then. I don't know how long exactly it's going to take us to get there, but our next step is to hit Bronze Chapel, see what we can glean there, and then move on far enough to get as close as we can to the mines and ride down from there. I mean that is that is the plan, right? I, I know we don't we don't go through Bronze Chapel on on the track, do we? I mean it's like past it. We'd have to ride to Bronze Chapel itself, but it's on the way. I just yeah, I know we have some things hunting us that have ties there, so do we feel that we should stop there and figure absolutely. that shit out? Yes. Or oh yes, oh, absolutely well, yes. All right. Well that's yeah. a one for yes. Yes, I I think so as well, especially if that's where the horseman originates. I think it's going to be likely that that's where we get rid of him. All right. Two for yes. I'm already looking like out the caboose for Seth Dales. I don't also want to 
be on the lookout for the horseman because he's I can't believe he's not here yet. He's going to be here sometime and I would prefer it to be on our terms. All right. Three. Yes. I, I voted no. So but I've <laughs> I've been defeated. Overruled. Yeah. So, yes, Cam, that that is the plan. OK. Oh, I also had another question. So when your memory was gone, you were like eating a lot of grain and stuff. And I asked if you liked any other food and you said you didn't know. What's your favorite food? Because we can have that available maybe on the train. So when you do come back to get kind of refreshed, you have something you'd like to eat instead of what you feel like you're forced to eat. I don't like really need to eat, actually. I just like stealing. I've realized. I I just assumed that I did. I I mean I I can. I enjoy food. I don't think I really have a favorite. There was a culture way back when that used to make me offerings and it was like a um fried corn bread but with cheese in between, like two layers of a fried corn oh. bread thing with cheese in it and that that was good. That sounds really delicious. Yeah, I'm going to make that for dinner tonight anyway, so. All right. I'll save some for you. I'll keep an eye on Bronze Chapel. I'll Try and stop by once you are all there. Good luck. He uh, walks over and opens the compartment door, and uh, you see him like wince a little as he does, like stepping back out of this clean room. Uh, but he looks back and says, "Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you?" <laughs> End of another episode. <laughs> That's a short one. <laughs> I would do it too. Perfect. <laughs> Fifteen-minute episode. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> but he looks back and says, you too? And then he spreads his wings and takes off into the sky. Fuck, he's cool. Yeah. But very down to earth. Yeah. We got a lot to set right in this place. He was wearing a hat and chaps through that entire <laughs> Yes, fuck, let, he's cool. Let no one forget. <laughs> Especially as he flies away, let no one forget. He's, he's just he a little bat butt cheek. Flaps. His bare little <laughs> yeah. bat ass. One hand on the hat so it doesn't blow away. <laughs> Flying in a circle. No, he's got the little, the little strap underneath the chin. <laughs> well, once we get close enough, how far of a ride is it to Bronze Chapel from the track? It's a few hours. Okay. Well, I suppose we better restock the train and get going. Yeah, might as well. All right. Uh, you all head back into Fort Ghost Hollow to make final preparations for departure. You run into Dawson again, and she asks, where's your wing friend? He has become death. He rides the winds. That's very poetic. Are you saying that he's a problem? Nope. Oh, no, 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 no. You all exchanged a weird look when I asked that question. <laughs> he remembered who he is, and he is out correcting the natural order to the best of his ability while he can. And it is a good thing, a very good thing. All right. So if we could spread the word for the Striders, don't attack the chaps bat, just like blanket sort of thing there. Yeah, if there are any more like Batman sightings, it's nothing to be worried about. It's good. It's a good thing. She like pulls out a little notebook and writes, don't attack the chaps bat. Is that hyphenated? Yes. Is it capitalized? Yes. Okay. Just big dramatic period at the end of it. <laughs> Boom. All right. I'll spread the word. Excellent. And I've got an episode title, so this works out great. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for that episode art. Dear God, Rachel's going to kill me. <laughs> can you take a bat and can we like Photoshop little chaps, little chaps on his <laughs> You all are able to make your final report to the Iron Striders before you head out, get the train restocked and get underway. It is about 
two days by rail to get to the nearest point to Bronze Chapel. Um, as you've discussed, it will be a bit of a ride from there. So you depart the train. Uh, it becomes intangible and incorporeal and ride the few hours towards Bronze Chapel. Uh, am I assuming Jumbo came along? I don't know. Did Jumbo come <laughs> along or did you leave Jumbo behind? What was the take from Jumbo on listening to us sit in with death? <laughs> like how did he respond? Oh. How did he react? Yeah. <laughs> to find out that a man bat manipulates his energy and turns him possibly into something new after death he couldn't comprehend it melted his eyes glazed over his jaw went slack something leaked out of his ears and he came to at the end of it and grabbed a crowbar and bent it in half (laughs) turned his back to you all and walked into the desert (laughs) don't do that the bat's just gonna come for you sooner dude um i think i would have pitched to him like hey if you're worried about dales coming after you slash us being with the iron striders isn't that bad of a thought like he might fit in well with them if he would rather not come along on this odyssey yeah like i i don't want him to get caught by dales that's that's really that's it yeah and so i don't know if he's better off being left here because it doesn't strike me that dales would like try to rough up the iron striders to get information on us i don't think yeah like the number of people that dales had at his disposal to kind of keep the town in check pales in comparison to the number of iron striders here like yes okay but also if he comes with us he has to come with us because we can't just leave him on the train yeah yeah and i mean like the iron striders could give him a disguise and maybe send him out places that definitely aren't Silent Springs. Then, uh, then yeah, I think I think that is a conversation before we have left. I'm so sorry. As uh, you know, talking with them and being like, "Hey, here's here's a big strong dude that can fight and and be helpful, and he's proven that that he's pretty great." Do y'all want that? <laughs> Do y'all want our pet? <laughs> we love him. And Jumbo says, "I have no free will." <laughs> <laughs> And the Iron Shredders say, ah, neither do we. <laughs> Someone else must make this decision. What a, what a wicked world that we live in. Jumbo says, I will see y'all in the final battle <laughs> when you come back from me. Or when you learn of my terrible death. <laughs> oh, God. Cam's going to come back and he's like, I have such bad news for oh. you. <laughs> guys, 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 this wasn't my fault. This wasn't my fault. He's like, I am so sorry. It was not minutes after you had left that Jumbo <laughs> tried to swallow a chicken bone. <laughs> but I did turn him into this fern sapling. So if you would like you to- You could carry him carry with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do y'all think? Like, I don't want to lose Jumbo is my problem, but he's in so much danger with us. I love Jumbo so much. The mortal danger to Jumbo only increases as we take him around this circle. Yeah. I like having him here. Because he is the sounding board for what is normal in this world. Oh, that's like, a good We can yeah. be like, hey, yeah, w- Jumbo, what's the deal with this? And he gives like the straightest answers we could expect. <laughs> he, is, he is like a, the level one commoner. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I do, I do like that. It's not necessarily always the information we're looking for, but it's more information than we have. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. Is it worth his life, though? Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's willing to answer. Everybody is sitting in silence. Nobody wants to be the one to 
be responsible for his death, either staying or going. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I want him to be safe, and I think this is a good fit. But I don't want to be the reason everyone listening is mad that Jumbo's not with us. <laughs> Fan favorite Jumbo. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Let's keep him then, I guess. All right, let's bring him along. But I think this all still stands that we had this conversation of like, when all of this is said and done, this will be a good fit for you to come back to. I'm looking expectantly at everyone yeah. and no one will make eye contact I, with I me. give you a shoulder shrug. <laughs> like, sure, man. Jumbo says, I am a non-player character and whatever you tell me goes. <laughs> okay, whatever you do, don't die. Go to your room. You got it. And you've cracked the code. You have immortalized Jumbo. Yes. Nice. <laughs> at, at least in one sense, he's been immortalized <laughs> oh. in our hearts. All right. So that was a fabulous conversation. Back to <laughs> the, the ride to Bronze Chapel from the train. Oh. Uh, just There's just five of you. One more horse. Jumbo is confirmed along going with you. Um, oh, my God. Where's Jumbo's horse? Jumbo's got to ride up with one of you. Or else his horse can never be on the train when you're not on the train also. Like, you've just added another being that can't be on the train without you. Isn't Kim's horse just really buff? Yeah, my horse is super buff, so Virgil could probably carry both myself and Jumbo. All right, yeah, Jumbo just rides on, like, you know, effectively the second torso that Virgil has. (laughs) Because he's such a giant yoked horse. Yeah. (laughs) And Kim's on the handlebars. (laughs) As you get closer to, like the town limits of Bronze Chapel, you do notice uh, the soil starting to change to that like red kind of dusty clay-esque consistency uh, that you all spotted on the horsemen and left behind by Sharpshot. And you pass farmhouses. You know, clearly you are riding like on some people's land, but they've got acreage, so it's not like they would really notice or care. But it starts to get a little bit denser and a little bit denser uh, until you reach what seems like the town proper. Even this is fairly spread out. Uh, It's certainly not as tightly packed as like Fort Ghost Hollow was or as Silent Spring was. You know, those were like very contained, structured. This is more like a settlement. You know, there are some houses, there are some buildings, there's still plenty of empty space in this town. There doesn't seem to be a clear main thoroughfare or anything. There's not like a main street. There's not like a grid system of roads. It's really just kind of slipshod and haphazard out here. And as the Iron Striders in the saloon mentioned, it looks a little rough. You know, like it's it's been here for a long time. It's a little bit worse for wear. Everything's kind of caked in that like red dust. Everything here just has a sheen to it. Uh, everything is off-colored. And you can see that towards the center of town, um, rising just a little bit above everything else is what looks like like a church spire, like a church tower. Uh, what are you all up to? Where do you want to head first? If we think this Harrison is the closest thing to someone in charge, or at least a you know a guide or a resource here, I suppose I would veer towards the uh, church and see if anyone's there. When Kim had a vision before, and I can't remember if her vision was about the horseman or the stranger, which one did she see getting, at least having a conversation with someone who seemed like a, a priest or a preacher? The stranger. Uh, that was my mysterious stranger. That was sharp shot. He was okay. getting his bullets blessed by a preacher. Just little by little, word by word, you just sneak in additional truths and claims about this. <laughs> that was my mysterious stranger. Okay. <laughs> also, do you think that my hair looks nice like this or should I part it on the other way? Is it, is it pretty like this? Yeah, it's it's fine. 
Oh. Oh. Oh, no. God. Cass. Oh. Cass, I, go. Cass, I said it was Cass, fine. I'm spiraling. Cass, I'm spiraling. I'm taking Kim aside. I'm like, you look great. It's fine. Pretty soon, we're all going to be caked in this red dust anyway, so it's going to be hard to see anything, but you look great. As we're walking towards the church, does anybody else find it strange that, like, Kim's handsome, mysterious, well-endowed stranger <laughs> <laughs> came here to get his bullets blessed, but that the horseman also has the dirt from this place on his hooves. Like, this is a, seems like somehow a location for both of them. That's unsettling, right? Well, the people I was talking to in the saloon said that they usually saw a sharp shot in pursuit of the headless horseman. So it could be a, a thing of the horseman is from this town and thus sharp shot feels beholden to track it down. Oh, so like he's here looking for, for sign of it. Yeah. Well, let's definitely start with talking to Harrison. I guess, Kim, yeah, try to remember what that preacher in your memory looked like and see if this is the same one. We can only hope. All right, and I'll head up. All right, you all make your way over to the church. Uh, you are able to hitch your horses outside. Are you knocking or are you just like heading in? Do we want to split up again? Because last time we tried to make it not seem like we are together. We don't have that immediate fear in this place, but is there a merit to not being seen as a group? I don't know. Is the name Harrison familiar to any of you? Yeah. Yeah. Was the Harrison, like, did he work for Nash? Yes. Well, no. Well, yes. Okay. (laughs) It's like, you're just bringing this up now? (laughs) Okay. So here, okay. He, he, He held me captive for a while in this like pocket dimension, right? He was like overseeing this world where I thought I was. Oh fuck, was he like the eyeball warden? Yeah, Yeah. he was the eyeball warden. Okay, I'm just throwing it out there that the preacher that I saw in my vision had the normal human amount of eyeballs. Well, that's cool, but that doesn't always translate the same way different places. And when I saw the eyeball warden, in my pocket dimension, he looked like a normal guy with two eyeballs, but he could shapeshift. So, I, I mean, I don't know how that works here, but if it's the same person or, or the same, I guess, version of him, however that translates into this world, he worked for Nash. But I don't know. It seemed like it was more of a transactional thing because we made a deal with him and all busted out together. And we kind of got him on a single-use speed dial for a favor, so... It's not necessarily a, he's a good guy now and he's changed his ways, but he, it seems kind of like a, like a, a, well, this makes the most sense for me. So I don't think he's like in line with Nash and, and believes everything that he's doing or that it's the right way, kind of like Allison was. He was just kind of his own guy. Okay. Well, so Tass, you and Megan have met Harrison, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Rev and I have not. So either... If just Rev and I talk to Harrison, that's great. If it is that Harrison, you won't get recognized. But also, we won't know if it's the same Harrison because we've never met the guy. I love the idea of this conversation happening after we've knocked as the footsteps are approaching. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just echoing through the door and into the <laughs> halls of the church. So what we know about this one is that he's been more chill lately. He hasn't been a go-getter like he used to be, right? Yeah, he's kind of a... A recluse. He lost his family. Uh, that Malone guy I showed you did it. And since then, he's not really active in the community, so to speak. But it seems like he's a good person if he's helping Sharpshot. 
yeah, like nothing has sent up a red flag about him, whether it's a version of the one we know or not. And uh, if I'm wrong, you get to see Cam soon. <laughs> I try the door. I love that. I love that as like a, like a. Our new. Yeah, like our our new YOLO is like, hey, you know, and if it doesn't go well, we gotta hang out with Cam. It'll be great. Tass, you're just trying the door? Yep. You swing it open. Inside is a fairly small space, uh, a few rows of pews, a a podium at the front. Everything is kind of dusty. You can see like a haze hanging in the air. It is empty, quiet, and still. Hello? There is a pause before you hear a voice from somewhere like off beyond the podium deeper in the building. Hello? Uh, Harrison? Uh, you hear like shuffling and footsteps uh, starting to head your direction. And one of the doors like behind the podium on the dais opens and you see a man poke his head out looking in your direction. And Tass and Megan, you do recognize Harrison as he looked within margaritaville but he looks older like this harrison's got like 30 40 years on the one that you were used to interacting with he's got gray hair wrinkle lines his face and skin are weathered he's got a beard uh and he steps out of the door yes i'm father harrison what what can i do for you folks is this the man that i saw in my vision it is you know the vision was kind of frosted glassy but Mm -hmm. seeing him now yes cool hi I'm sorry to bother. We're just uh, we're looking for information about this area. Um, he steps down off of the platform at the front and starts walking down the center aisle uh, past the pews in your direction. And he says, oh, travelers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to help. Uh, what do y'all need to know? And he gets up like fairly close to you and he kind of stops and pauses. Um, and Tassie's, you know, he's looking at you. You're the one talking to him. And like there's a little bit of confusion on his face. He says, you look mighty familiar. Have we met before? Oh, yeah, kind of. I'm paralyzed with fear right now. <laughs> um, we're, I, I'm not from around here. I don't know how else to say it, so I'm just going to say it and hope that uh, brevity is uh, the better part of valor here. I know another version of you from another world, and we're friends. The type of confusion on his face shifts a little bit. Um, and he looks at everybody else in the group, um, and his eyes linger on Megan this time. And he says, you also look familiar. Another version of me, huh? Yeah, we, uh, we spent some time in the same place for a while. I can't help but ask, like, what is his vibe? Like, I'm really trying to get an idea of hearing this from both of us. If he's, like, looking like he's going to make some move, is he shifting towards... Oh, he's been, like slowly and methodically assembling a minigun on a cart the whole time he's been walking <laughs> oh, down. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's he's calling in uh, like an altar boy to feed the ammo belt. <laughs> clack, click, click, clack, click, click, clack. As, as, yeah, you, as he's thinking about you, it. You do look familiar. To come into my church, you must be holy. <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> I love the idea that he's like, I feel like I know you from somewhere. And has like, all right, you got me. We know you from a different world. He's like, no, no, no. This wanted poster they put up years <laughs> ago. Beans. Tass, why don't you read a person? Okay. That's a six. All right. You can either mark a grit, or if you can think of a way to invoke a character aspect, you can spend a grit. Let me pitch you that my belief is that this world shall not fall to Nash's influence. 
and like I'm dealing with a version of someone that had that had worked for him. And so I am like trying to scrutinize him, understand what he's thinking, understand the sort of mind games that I played with the Harrison that I did know. And so like my idea of being determined to separate these things, to keep this place out of Nash's influence, um, can I go by what I have read from the other version of him now? Yeah, I think that tracks. Uh, spend one of your grit. Okay. And add a plus one to that roll. So then seven. All right. You can ask one question from the list. What is your character really feeling? He is feeling kind of enlightened. He does not seem hostile. Uh, it doesn't seem like he has ill will towards you. It seems like this information gives him some clarity. Father, are you some kind of a seer? He smiles. Is that what you called the other me that you knew? He sure saw a lot, yes. <laughs> Yes, I see a lot, too. Like the future? I don't know. I see chaos. I see people suffering. I've long been convinced that it's God's punishment for me. Does that sound like your friend, too? Or is that one just me? hate to say I think this one's you. And, uh, and I hate that for you. Why do you think you're being punished? I don't know how much of this is going to be repetition for y'all or how much of this is going to be unique. But a long time ago, my family was taken from me. A very bad man, and I didn't stop him. I didn't fight hard enough to save him. He died, and I lived, and that has been my greatest regret ever since. It doesn't sound like punishment to me. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. Sometimes good people make mistakes. I'm sorry for what you went through. It seems in this place that there's a lot of bad things happening, and we came here to try to help you all with that. He breathes in through his nose real deep, and breathes out real slow, uh, and then kind of shifts his face to a little bit of a smile. Well, fighting evil's the Lord's work, so what can I do you for? We're looking for a masked man with a huge dick. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a head, and he's carrying a big pumpkin. <laughs> um, well, we have a few things we're trying to accomplish, uh, but one of them is to get somebody off of our tail. And uh, we're hoping if we can do that, it might actually help you all as well quite a bit because the headless horseman is hunting us. That smile immediately vanishes again from his face and is replaced by a frown. What do you mean it's hunting you? You know that whole idea of us being from somewhere else? Um, we sort of have a connection to it the same way we have a connection to you, actually. And... Because of that connection, it's coming after a couple of us. A long time from now, in a future that doesn't exist, I got near a silver cross, a magical cross, and its energy stayed with me, and he senses it, and he wants it. And that attachment has uh, stamped over to my friend here, and I gesture at Kim, hey, and so we need to stop him. I don't know how exactly. I know things that are holy in some capacity can harm him and if he's holding something physical he can be harmed with physical weapons but there's just a lot we don't know other than this is where he originates so we need your help as well the knowledge of this place as megan is having this conversation with him everybody give me an awareness roll eight ten boxcars um Seven with my negative one because I had a negative one and four to a mind roll. That's a six. 
Megan and Rev, at the mention of a silver cross, you see like a little bit of a startle, like very faint on his face, uh, and his hand kind of tightens around something in his jacket pocket. Tass, you notice the same, and from your experience, it looks like he's reaching for a gun. Whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa there, bud. I, I'm not sure what thing here has just put you on edge. There's no problem here. We, we're here to help. He looks at you confused, like genuinely confused. And as you are like trying to talk him down, uh, another individual steps out of the door from the back of the church that he came out of. It's a younger guy. He's got dark skin and black curly hair that hangs down a little bit past his shoulders and like a little very thin mustache. And he is holding what looks like maybe a communion chalice or something in one hand and like polishing it with a white cloth in the other hand. But he steps out and he says, is everything okay out here? And Father Harrison says, yes, Antonio, I, I think everything's fine. What's what's troubling you, son? Me? You, you just coiled up like a rattlesnake. You may not have meant to, but you did. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? The cross? He deflates a little bit. And this other gentleman starts also walking down the center aisle towards your group. How would you describe his eyes? Kim, you're having a real hard time, like, pinning this I am. Down. I'm having a real hard time. <laughs> you're, you're like, squinting, trying to look past everybody else, seeing if you can get a good look at him. And it's just, you know, the light level isn't proper in here. <laughs> oh, my God! It's just hard to tell. Father Harrison looks down at his pocket and withdraws his hand slowly, and in it he is holding a silver cross. And he says, I wasn't trying to conceal anything from you. I just it caught me off guard is all. Jesus, dude, I thought you were going to pull a gun. You, oh my God. And I also just like lean on my legs for a second. Just, oh God, that could have gone so bad. I'm so relieved. It's okay. This is a lot. What can you tell us about this cross? Why is it so important to him? I don't know why it's important to him. It's important to me. My wife and son gave this to me before they died. It's the only thing I really have left of them. It's the most important thing in the world to me. I'm wondering... Is there a move to, like, determine something's magical properties? Would that just be a weird move? Pretty weird. Yeah, that would probably be a going weird. It's like half a going weird and half an investigate. Because I feel like we know that the cross itself was magical, right? All of the other items that were used for this were mundane, yeah. but that was magical. Yeah. I think I look at Kim. Do you think your magic in this world could work similar to how it does in ours? We're able to tell something's magical properties? There's only one way to find out, right? Do you mind if we take a look at this cross? Well, we won't take it from you, I, I promise. It's just that in the future, this is known to be a very magical item. It has properties of its own. I guess I'm just curious if it's always been that way or if something makes it that way. He kind of like recoils, like he pulls the cross away from you a little bit. Um, and I think you notice Antonio like goes a little bit still right in that moment. Like, his, he stops polishing that cup. But then Father Harrison relaxes again a little bit and, you know, just kind of shakes his head at himself and slowly holds the cross out. I will take it. All right. Why don't you roll to go weird? How, uh, how like, specific of information do you want to get out of this to determine the weird level we're going for? Well, we want to find out if this thing is magic and if so, how and if it is magic, how it's tied to the wraith or how it will become tied to the wraith. 
So I think like just determining whether it's magic would be like a weird level three, you know, akin to okay. feeling the presence of weird users or weird creatures you don't share a bond with. Those are entities, though. Like this is an inanimate object. Does that make any difference? Fair enough. I think we could drop it to a weird level two. Um, but if you are trying to figure out like the how and the why, I think that's going to scale it up. If you want that to be sort of vague, I'd call it a weird level three. If you want it to be okay. quite specific, I think I'd call it a weird level four. I'll try for four. Okay. Seven. Okay. You wrap your hands around the cross and tap into it with your powers, and you can immediately sense that it is magical. And furthermore, you see a vision. You are seeing from the perspective of Father Harrison, and he is clutching the cross tightly in his hand. And with his other hand, he is reaching out at nothing, and he's saying something. It's hard to make out what. It's like a prayer. And something starts to appear in the air in front of him. Between him and the podium of the church, it's like a rift. And it looks at first like it's glowing gold. And then that gold kind of cracks and becomes red. And you see a hand reach through that rift and grab onto the side of just the space in front of it. And another one. And you see a headless body pull its way through. And you see Father Harrison fall backwards in a panic. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Cam Kander? Yeah, that was a strange thing. A prolific creator who disappeared suddenly in 2020. Eccentric, weird, inscrutable. Cam Kander was like a 21st century Howard Hughes. Nothing is known. Cam Kander, man, woman, non-binary person, no idea. Cam Kander, an enigma, a cipher, a mystery. Was Kander a genius or insane? Is there a difference? And one day, Cam Kander vanished into thin air. Off the map, off the radar. Like Amelia Earhart. From me, BK Will, in conjunction with Trojan Cat Media, a division of Corp. Leave me alone. I don't have anything to say about Cam Kander. Comes a shocking six-part documentary series. Cam Kander is a Rorschach test. It's a MacGuffin stuffed inside a red herring, shoved down a rabbit hole that leads to a blind alley. Cam Kander is out there, waiting to make their glorious return. Like a cult leader? No, like a messiah. Discover Who is Cam Kander, 
a new investigative podcast coming Wednesday, September 1st, wherever you listen to podcasts.